When I started my business, I was nervous as heck. I had spent years telling myself that I wasn't ready, I didn't know enough, I was waiting for the right idea and the right time to start it. But I was also excited and blissfully confident that people would automatically love me and throw money at me and I'd be a seven-figure entrepreneur in no time. Little did I know I was about to embark on one of the most challenging, life-altering, and incredible growth journeys of my life. Four years later, I now realize I had no idea what I was doing, and in some ways, I still don't. But holy crap, guys, have I ever learned a lot. I can say this with confidence. Starting and growing a business is a lot like having a baby. It is the best personal growth and personal development experience ever. Maybe you're someone who hasn't yet started a business, but you've always wanted to. Maybe you want to get a solid financial foundation or financial freedom, and you know that a business or personal brand can help you create multiple income streams. Or perhaps maybe you're listening to this because you already have a business. Maybe you've been forced to take it online because of COVID-19, and you're looking to save a little bit of time by learning from my experience so that you can scale your business faster and make more money to serve more people. If any of that resonates, this episode is for you. Now, there are a lot of ways to make money online. There are a million different strategies, million different experts out there to help you. I'm not a business coach. I'm not an expert. And this episode is not all about strategy. But I'll tell you this. I am the expert in what's worked for me and what hasn't. And I also know that mindset and attitude have had a heck of a lot to do with it. Let me tell you, I've learned more than just a few things in the last four years of growing a business, and I wanted to pull together some of my best tips, mistakes, and advice to help you get started and get going and scale up. Here's my promise to you. I want you to take away two things from this episode. I want you to hear what's worked, what hasn't, what I wish I had known when I started so that you can save the time, the money, the frustration, the tears, and all the things. And I hope that this helps you make more money and gives you the freedom that you want in your life, whatever that means to you. I also want to open your eyes up to what it takes to be successful. And for those of you who want financial freedom, what it looks like in our life to create multiple revenue streams. Golden Girl, these are the things I wish I knew four years ago. I know you love hearing about my mistakes, so feel free to take a moment now, grab yourself a glass of wine, pop the popcorn, and listen in. Trust me, it's going to be a good one. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello, Golden Girl. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of Golden Girl's podcast. Can you believe it's already episode 21? This is all about what I wish I knew when I started my business four years ago. And trust me, knowing these things are going to save you time, tears, and make you more money. Before we dive in, I want to give a listener shout out because you guys, this podcast does not exist without you. And I seriously read and reread and just feel overjoyed with each and every single review and comment and DM and everything that you send me. So um, I always take these from the reviews on Apple. If you would love a shout out, which I would love to give it to you, make sure you hit pause and go review this podcast right now. So let me do a shout out now from Danielle from Canada. So Danielle says, Lisa is brilliant. I've already listened to a few of Lisa's episodes and I'm absolutely loving it. Lisa is such a brilliant businesswoman, especially when it comes to setting goals. The episodes are actionable and super helpful. I'm excited to hear more and follow along. Well, thank you so much, Danny Living Life. And you guys, I know Danny and she is an incredible entrepreneur. And let me tell you, at some point, I'm going to be having her on this episode. So Danny, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the kind words. Um, I so respect you and appreciate you and love you. And I'm going to Link to you below because everyone should know what you are doing with your Business Babes Collective. And trust me, they will when I have you on the podcast. Okay, so with everything going on in the world, I wanted to tell you that I am recording this on April 22nd of 2020. And with everything going on, I almost completely forgot that my business is now four years old. I almost don't want to admit it on some level because I feel like I should be further ahead. And I certainly thought I would be further ahead. I joked about it in the intro, but I was also kind of serious. I really thought that people would just start throwing money at me and I'd be (laughs) so far ahead and I'm not there. 
I am so guilty of comparing myself to other people too. And I do a lot of self-pep talking, trust me. But when I really reflect and when I tell my inner mean girl to shut it, I realize that I have come a long way in just four years. When I started, I had no idea what I was doing. Like seriously, no idea. (laughs) I didn't know Instagram or Facebook for business. I had no idea how to send out an invoice, if you could believe it, even though I have a degree in accounting and finance. Real talk there. In the last four years, I've pivoted, I've tried lots of things, I've quit some things, I've made mistakes, and I've also had some really amazing successes. I also have to remember to give myself some grace. And I'm on my own journey, and so are you. In the last four years, I also got pregnant and then had a miscarriage. I got pregnant again, and with both of my pregnancies, I was so exhausted and sick that I could hardly work. Then I had my amazing daughter, Sonoma, and I learned about real exhaustion, and we have struggled to get childcare for over two years, for basically her entire life. We only have had small pockets of childcare. In this time, I've not only started a business, but I've become a mother, and my husband became a father too. Our marriage has evolved, our family has grown, we've been through natural disasters and family tragedies. We've purchased and sold seven different properties in our real estate business and put in offers on a whole lot more. As I've grown and expanded and evolved, so has my business. I think our businesses are a reflection of the journey that we're on too. So while I'm not as far as I thought I'd be, let's be honest, Forbes hasn't called me to be on the cover yet, (laughs) and I haven't even broken the six figures or matched what I made in my corporate job yet, which are both things I honestly thought I would do right away. But that being said, I know I'm on my way. I've created a foundation, I've learned lessons, and I'm still here to talk about them. So in this episode, in honor of four years, Here's what I wish I knew when I started my business four years ago. Man, I'm getting a little emotional sharing this. Knowing these things, I hope they save you time and money and heartache and frustration. I hope they help you put your magic into the world in your business and your life. Here's what I'm sharing today. This is the little episode breakdown to tell you what we're talking about. So I'm going to share with you guys the difference between the basics of a business and scaling an online business, the marketing and the service. And trust me, if I understood this, it would have made things a lot easier. I'm going to share the biggest mistakes I made when starting and growing my business. I'm talking about the things I'm so glad I did because I really believe they've helped me be successful. I'll share with you the different ways that I now make money so you can understand because I know a lot of people are curious and even my parents, I think, have no idea. I'll talk about some of the tools that I use in here, some of the things that help me, and break it down by the only two things that really matter with a business, any business. And I'll finish this off with what matters even more than strategy. So if you're somebody who hasn't started a business yet, stay tuned. If you're someone who wants some solid financial freedom or just a foundation and you want multiple income streams, let's talk about that. If you've been listening and you maybe you've been dreaming of being location independent or working from home or working anywhere in the world, or you want to build your personal brand or get creative and to make different ways of money, and maybe right now you finally have the time to do it, this is it. This episode is for you. And if you're somebody who already has a business and you're listening because you've been forced to take your business online or you're looking to pivot and you want to hear from someone who's done that, hopefully what I share is going to save you some time from my experience so that you can scale your business faster and make more money and put your amazingness, whatever your business is, into this world. Now, like I said, that there's a ton of ways to make business online. Some are great and some are not so great. There are countless experts and strategies and tips. This is not what I'm about. I am not a business coach and I'm not an online business expert. I'm not a social media guru and I'm certainly not going to pretend like I have it all figured out. I'll tell you this right now. My business is primarily conducted online and in my experience and the way that I build it and share what I know, this is not about getting rich quick or ever about doing sleazy things. I'm here for the long run. While I don't have it all figured out, I am the expert in what has worked for me and I really believe that mindset and attitude have a lot to do with it. I am a big believer in building a business with integrity, with heart, with soul, and one that truly serves people and lets your light shine in the way that you're meant to show up in this world. And some of you guys might get mad at this and I'm okay, I'm going to put this out there because I think it needs to be said more. I also love money because I know what it can do for me, I know what it can do for you and how it can change your life, and I know how it can change the world when good people like you and like me have money. So we're going to talk about making money. I've learned a couple things. That's a lie. I've learned a lot of things. I'm going to try and like get through this episode so it's not a three-hour episode. Um, But So here's my favorite things that I want to share with you, the top tips, mistakes, and advice to get you started. 
I want you to learn from me. I want to help you save time, money, frustration, and make you more money. And I want to help you see what it takes to be successful. I'll give you some hint right here. At this point, I'm not printing money, but it is still pretty cool. And if I've gotten this far, you can too. Before we go into all the nitty gritties, my wish for you is this, that you don't try and do all the things in this episode. I'll be honest, growing a business, any business, it takes time. Instead, I want you to get your wheels turning. If you're brand new to this, I want you to get your butt into gear and take one step no matter how big or how small. If you already have an established business or following, there's probably more ways you can serve your people, your clients, your audience, your community than you even realize. And if I can help you do that and make a little more money a little easier, then I've done my job. But I want you to start on just like one thing. Don't try and do everything. Take one lesson that I've shared, that I shared today, and implement that. If your business is taking longer than you hope like it is for me, I hope that this episode reminds you to keep going, keep learning, and adapting to find a way. Golden Girl, get that glass of wine ready, get that popcorn, and listen in because these are the things I wish I knew four years ago. So let's start with the thing I wish I'd understood most probably, maybe not most, but like a foundation that I did not get. And that is the difference between the basics of a business and the mechanics of scaling a business. So I didn't understand this. And what I ended up doing is I tried to do everything at once. I tried to figure out what my basic service was. I tried to understand what was needed to make money. And then I also tried to scale it. So learn things about social media and funnels and tools and emails and simple courses and tripwires, high ticket offers, memberships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In case you're wondering, yes, I was overwhelmed. (laughs) So let me break it down for you. And I'm going to warn you, uh, if you're looking for a business coach, episode number 10, Lindsay Johnson, amazing. Great episode, episode 10. Go listen to that. I'm not a business coach. I'm not an expert. So this is my simple break it down Lisa brain. (laughs) That's what I'm going to start calling now. This is how I got to simplify, break it down in my Lisa brain so that you guys can understand this, so that I can understand it. Now there's a lot of detail coming up here, but I hope that I can explain this to you in a way that keeps it simple, breaks it down so you can understand it. So the basics of a business, there's a difference between the basics of your business and the mechanics of scaling it in terms of service and marketing. Let's talk about basics. This is just how you make money. Do you have a service, a product, or knowledge to share? Um, This is like what you need to know. This is where you need to get started. This might be oftentimes is one-on-one if this is a service like mine, for example. But this is what you need to know to get started. You need to know what is your service or your offer or product. What do you, what's your product? What do you give your clients? And you need to know who's your customer and why do they need you and where are they? Now, I'm not going to go into like all the details on uh, crafting the perfect offer or your target market or ideal client. There's a lot of other resources for that, but I just want to break it down. Like That's how simple it is. You need something to sell and you need someone who's going to buy it. You need to know why they would need it and where they are. And to have a business, you need to if I have a way to make payment. You need a way to connect with them or deliver your service or product. And you should probably have a way to sign contracts. And as an option, if you're like meeting with people and you should probably have a schedule or two because it makes things a little bit easier. So this could be, I'm not going to get into all the products of like Shopify and Alibaba and all those things. Um, But if you're service-based, for example, you're a coach like me, a copywriter, consultant, psychologist, personal trainer. It's this simple. And in just a few hours, maybe you're a tutor. Maybe you're learning, you can teach someone a language or music skill. In just a few hours, you can have a business like this up and running a a service business and making money. So what you need, you need a way to accept payment. You can literally just take e-transfers. I wish I'd understood all this, by the way. I tried to create these complicated things and I didn't get this. One thing I will say about payments, have a separate account for your business to make your accounting easier in the end. You can set up a PayPal account or a Stripe account. I use both of them, but you can just pick one and they literally take minutes to get started. I use Stripe through Kajabi, which is the software that runs a good chunk of my business, and I use PayPal for things like speaking engagements, affiliate payments, and coaching payments. So you need a way to take the money. You need a way to deliver it. So I'm going to talk here for a second about the service-based businesses like mine. So you just need to see your clients, like maybe it's Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or Google Hangouts or Facebook Messenger or just a phone call. There are so many ways. Or maybe it's mail service. Maybe you have a product and you need to mail it out. Done. For contracts, you know, you want to make sure that you're protected in your business. You want to be smart about this. I use a signing doc, signing tool called SignNow. You can also use HelloSign, which is a bit more expensive and 
much prettier. <laughs> but a DocuSign works too. And like I said, I use Sign now. So simple ways to make sure that you're really clear about your expectations with your clients and they're clear about what they're going to get from you too. And here's a little optional thing if you want to use a scheduling tool. I used to use Calendly and now I use Acuity, which has better functioning and it's only a few more dollars a month, but it's a way to avoid all those, I'm available at this time. Oh, those don't work for me. When are you available? Oh, these times also don't work for me. All that back and forth. A scheduler makes it super easy. People can book time with me and we're done. So that's kind of like all you really, really need. The last thing though, I would say is to know where your clients are. Where do they spend time, both physically or online? Uh, I will say this, websites, man, without SEO, it's really tough. I'm four years in and I still only get maybe a few hundred hits on my website a month. You don't need a fancy website. And I can say this till I'm blue in the face, but trust me, you don't need a fancy website. They're not, your clients are not searching the web looking for you as I learned the hard way. General social media posting can work sometimes, but it's a slow game and it's not always most effective. Listen to Golden Girls Podcast episode 10 where Lindsay breaks down some amazing suggestions. What you want to do is figure out where your people are. Where are the customers that need you? Pick a platform and do that one really well. Go old school. Ask for referrals. Put up posters. Get word of mouth. You know, literally reach out and ask people. People most of the time aren't just going to come right to you and give you their money. You've got to ask for the sale. Networking. It could be online or in person. Facebook groups and meetups can be really great. Just make sure you're following the rules of the groups that you're in. And remember that people just buy from people. Just be a human. So that's it. That's all it really takes to have a business. You need to have a clear product and service. You need to know how you're going to deliver to it. And you got to know who your customer is and what problems you help them solve. So literally, this could be helping with interior design. You could be entertaining someone's children right now. Let me tell you, I'd pay a lot of money for that right now. (laughs) You do personal training, teaching languages. Like there's so many ways that you can make money. And those are the basics. You just need a product, a service, a way to deliver it, a way to make payment, and make sure that you've got a contract or agreement to save you. Uh, Save you. That's not what I mean. <laughs> to protect you both. To manage your, to be really clear on expectations. I make contracts sound so lovely, don't I? Okay. So here's, I didn't understand this when I started. I thought I needed a website, a social media presence. I thought I needed publicity and courses, a ton of great reviews. I needed followers, opt-ins, funnels, nurture sequences, landing pages. <sighs> I can't even get through that sentence without feeling exhausted. And some of you are, are like, what is even all of that? <laughs> and let me tell you, a lot of people have built very successful businesses without any of that because you don't need it for a successful business. You just need customers that need what you have and to be able to solve a problem for them and to be able to have a way to take their money and deliver your product. That's it. So none of those things that I just said hurt, but they don't make a business. And I didn't understand that. I'll talk more about scaling, things like group programs, online courses, memberships, all that, and email marketing, landing pages, funnels, social media, all that in a, in a bit. But for now, that's all you really need to know is that the basics are what matter. And I didn't even understand that really until fairly recently. So right now, you are already ahead of where I started and already ahead of me a few years into this business. All right, let's get into some more juiciness, some mistakes. Here are some more things I wish I had known. My mistakes. I... Wish that I had focused on what actually makes money. And that sounds obvious, I know, but I didn't do it. And even now, I still sometimes struggle to prioritize the revenue-generating activities. I thought, honestly, I thought I would build a website and that people would come to me and I'd just be rolling in it so fast. I, a lot of times, did what was fun or I focused on some of the little perfectionism things that were distractions from the things that actually would move the needle because they were scary. So I'd focus on like, Um, fixing my website or tweaking my website or posting on social media four times a day or um, trying to get great videos or tweaking an email for hours. Sometimes I remember I think my first email that I sent out to my list took me like 10 hours and it didn't make me any money. So they were distractions because the scary thing is to actually put out proposals. The scary thing is to hop on a call with people. The scary thing is to reach out and say, hey, I noticed that you're, you've been talking about or seem like you're interested in what I have. Do you want to talk more about it? That stuff is scary and the feel of rejection is real and I avoided it for a long time. Sometimes I still do. I also had this fear of doing things that I didn't know how to do or being worried that I wasn't good enough. And so I either avoided it or I overcompensated, over overproduced, I guess you could say. I posted on social media all the time. I emailed three times a week, all the while not getting any. And then eventually I still didn't get that many clients. So that was a big mistake. It's not focusing on what actually makes me money. Another thing that I wish I'd known was the idea of building myself another job instead of a business. 
And really what I did in the beginning and still working on getting better at this, but I built myself another job and not a business. And I learned this really fast when I got pregnant. I was so sick both times, especially the second time around. I we went on a trip to San Francisco, which was pre-planned before I got pregnant. And I will tell you, I slept on multiple benches in the city because I was just so exhausted and couldn't stay up. Like I couldn't stay awake on vacation. So can you think, do you think I had any chance of doing that at my desk? Nope. (laughs) At that point, I was committed to a few speaking engagements and I had a couple clients, but that was it. I couldn't take on anything more. And it was pretty quickly that my revenue dried up. I wasn't generating any new business. I didn't have any new leads. After about the 20-week mark of my pregnancy, so over halfway through, I did start feeling better and I took on a few extra one-on-one clients and ran my mastermind again. But that was it. That was it for my revenue for about six to eight months because then I had Sonoma and I was so tired. While I kept up with the odd client that I had and a little bit of my brand and some of the bookkeeping, I couldn't do anything more. And this made me realize this. If I wasn't working, I wasn't making money. And if my business depended on me working all the time, all I did was build myself a job, not a business. Like I said, I'm still working on this and this is where I've definitely gotten more interested in building things that last, building things that don't depend on me always showing up. That's scaling. So I do think it's important to not try and do this all at once. I do think it's important to think about and first get a solid revenue stream. First figure out like what do you do that actually helps people? What's your product? What's your service? And then scale. But I was making the mistake of trying to do both and doing neither of them really that well. So when I had Sonoma, I really had to think about scaling and that's where I've gotten a lot better at this. So I've talked about the basics and this is where I'll go back to kind of the biggest foundation I didn't get, which was the basics of a business and the mechanics of scaling. So the basics is you have something to offer, you get customers, they pay you, you deliver, it makes you money. And scaling is some of the things that I started doing later on that have been, well, let me say this. I started doing well later on. I started trying to do it all in the beginning, but I really got better at it later on. This is group programs, masterminds, online courses. And this is where you're able to take the knowledge or your service that you're doing and impact more people. Maybe you're hiring a team, you're leveraging email marketing and social media. I'm going to talk about this for just a few minutes. And I know that some of this stuff can really scare people away. So please don't let this intimidate you. If anything, I want to share this to remind you that the basics, you start there and then all the other things will come later. And maybe if you've already got the basics, then this is what you need to hear. Uh, But please don't confuse needing all of these things to have a successful business. Remember, Golden Girls podcast episode, I just have to say, Lindsay, she's just so wonderful. She has so much great advice, which is why I keep shouting out that episode. So make sure after this, you go back and listen to episode 10. So... To start scaling, what you want to do is basically connect with more people without you having to personally greet everyone, reach out to everyone, hop on calls to everyone, without you having to do the work one-on-one with everyone. So there's two parts to scaling. There's, and this is my break it down brain, um, break it down Lisa brain, I'm going to call it now. It's marketing and sales and there's working and serving more customers. So those are the two pieces of this. Marketing, let's talk about that first. So the the biggest thing that people are going to tell you when you're starting a business, and I would say this, this is very helpful. If there's one thing that I would say to do, it would be to start an email list. I haven't had the biggest success with it, but I also haven't really prioritized it. And honestly, I still have a list of between seven to 800 people, and that's still pretty good. And I'm glad that I have that. Social media is awesome, but the truth is that if you ever have your account hacked, and let me tell you, I've had friends with like 30,000 plus followers get hacked and their accounts held for ransom and you have no way to get that back. No way. I've seen platforms change, algorithms change, and they always are, which is why email is so great because you can always still get in touch with people. Again, instead of messaging all your customers individually or waiting them to walk into your store, it allows you to reach into them. So how do I get all these people on my list? I started by just asking my friends and family and I think I got about 30 people on my list for there. And then now I have freebies that I offer in exchange for email addresses. You may have seen me offer some of these on our podcast episodes. Um, One of the mistakes that I made, let me tell you this, when I first started, it took me over four months to get my first freebie done. I worked for four months for free and it's really did nothing. It was a super complicated four-part video series that I recorded, edited, uh, scripted, re-recorded, re-edited, created workbooks for emails, a complicated technological connection, which is, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. And I got zero sales and I'm not actually sure if I got any sales from that ever, maybe one. Now I do a lot more simple things. I do like a one-page PDF or sometimes I'll do something that's a bit more complicated, which is a quiz, which I offered in the last couple episodes. 
A big thing that's helped me with all of this, by the way, is Kajabi. And I'll talk about that in a bit because tech can be a huge hindrance to all of this. But Kajabi has helped me. So basically, if we're talking about marketing and scaling that, you've got emails lists. And I use ConvertKit to manage mine. I started with MailChimp, but I would personally avoid it because even though it's cheap, the emails don't go out to that many people. And I found when I switched to ConvertKit, I had way better deliverability right away. And so if you're not completely hard up for cash, I would say invest and do it right from the beginning. If you are looking to get people on your list, you have to have something to share in exchange because let's be honest, our email addresses are just full of stuff. This can be a coupon code, a PDF, a video, free training, a spreadsheet, anything like that. And you'll want to have some sort of a landing page to just capture people's emails. Or you can do this even by getting people to send you your email. I have done that before and I have spreadsheets of people's emails. When I speak at events sometimes, I get people to write down their email and then I have to go back and enter it all in. But it's worth it because now we're friends forever or until they unsubscribe. (laughs) You get the point. Um, So I started with Unbounce for landing pages and now I use Kajabi because again, super quick, easy. Um, Ideally, when you're talking about scaling, this is where you can use a website. I considered using and learning WordPress, but I also know people that have built multi-million dollar businesses on Squarespace. So I started on Squarespace and I figured, and I still figure this, that I will I build build myself fairly easily on Squarespace. And when I hit the multi-million dollar mark, I will hire someone to do a fabulous WordPress site for me. So that's the goal. I know a lot of people have done rebrands. Um, so I've heard horror stories of people that start businesses and a year or two years later, they end up f- refiguring things out because trust me, nothing will give you clarity like actually starting your business and working with people. And so people spent like $50,000 or $100,000 on a website only to then rebrand. So I wouldn't suggest doing that. I think that anything to do with scaling, I couldn't talk about it without talking about social media, is a great way to build a brand, to connect to your customers, to get people on your email list, and maybe to sell to them, maybe. And there's no way that I can sum up everything about social media, but let me just say this. It is an incredible tool. You will want to use it, but remember, if it's not making you money, it's not making you money. (laughs) Don't let the vanity metrics of followers or likes or shares Take away from the metric that matters, which is revenue, which comes from serving your people the way that they deserve to be served. Okay, now let's talk about scaling in terms of serving people. This works well in a couple different situations I've noticed. If you already have some content, let's say, for example, you're a teacher. Let's say you um, are a yoga instructor. You've already got classes. Maybe you've got um, a psychologist. You're a psychologist that has some content created or you teach personal finance or anything like that. Something like that goes really easily. You can create things like um, ebooks or courses or memberships or group calls. This also, I think, works in something very, very niche. And also, it's a lot easier if you have a big audience already. Now, this is where I made a mistake because building an audience takes a lot of time for most people, like 99% of people. <laughs> this is not a get-quick-rich scheme. Many people, myself included, have been building online businesses for years and it's still taking time to figure out because I've also been building an audience and learning how to run a business and becoming an expert in my craft. So trying to do all those things, you can see, you guys know I preach focus and this is why because I didn't focus and I tried to half, you know, ASS, all the things. I try not to swear because I never know if your kids are around. So I know it makes me kind of lame, but I really don't want to swear. Um, so that being said, there are people There are people that can do this with very small audiences. And that works if you're very targeted. I have a relatively small email list that was even smaller four years ago. And so is my social media following. And I was still able to sell four spots and make a couple thousand dollars in my first mastermind. And every year it's grown. So that gives you an idea that it is possible with a small list. But don't expect to be making like multiple six figures or seven figures right away if you don't have a following or if you don't have a community, if you don't have a way to reach people. So what does scaling as far as service look like? Well, this could be leading online classes, which are live or pre-recorded. This could even be blogging, podcasting, videos, all serving one, me, two, many, you. Uh, Ebook or an actual book as an example, online training courses, masterminds, memberships. Um, I would say this too, you know, affiliate offerings are also a way you can serve people and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lot. You can do this with just one or two people that are family or friends. And as you grow your business, this has a real potential to generate some good revenue for you. Exactly how you do this or how you serve people really depends on who your people are, how they like to receive and learn, who you are, how you teach best. Um, But those are just some ideas. And what I got to say is when I started, I got this really confused. I tried to do everything all at once. I tried to get the basics, tried to be a coach, tried to be a speaker, tried to create a brand, a reputation, hone my craft, and scale 
create courses, create masterminds, affiliates, um, all at the same time. And it, it didn't work. I will say this. One thing I did do really well was I did keep it simple with my first mastermind, which I mentioned actually did pretty well considering I had a very small list. At the time, I kept things easy. I had a Google Drive for three years in my mastermind. I had people paying me thousands of dollars to work with me and I gave them a Google Drive. (laughs) So it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a fancy membership login page where people get a password, although that makes it a lot easier now with platforms. Um... But that's all I needed and I needed to just connect with people and I use Zoom for it. So I kept that really basic and I think that's been a big part of the reason why Golden Girls Mastermind has been so successful and I'm still doing it uh, four years later. Platforms today make this a lot easier. There's Teachable, there's Thinkific and my favorite, you guys know this already, if you know me, Kajabi, you've heard me talk about it but seriously, it is the best. Now Kajabi, it hosts my mastermind, it hosts my membership community, gives everyone logins. They can easily upload uh, or get their get new passwords. I don't have to manage that stuff. I can easily upload content like video and audio and workbooks. It takes care of the payment. It tracks people's progress. I can email people and update them. And also, freaking cool, I have to just say this because it's pretty unimaginable for me four years ago to think now, my clients actually have an app now. So if you're in Golden Girls Mastermind and Golden Girls Community or any of my programs, You have an app. You can literally access everything on your phone. You can watch and download anything on the go. And I get amazing feedback on that. And I think it's just, it's really cool to get to this point and makes me feel like I'm doing something right because I know my people love it. So anyways, I just wanted to share that. Like I started really simple and I think now things are a lot easier with things like Kajabi. Um, So anyways, there's, by the way, I got to quickly say this. I am a Kajabi partner, which means that if you use one of my links, I, I may get compensated for it. It doesn't cost you anything more. It's just a little thank you to me for um, sharing what I'm sharing with you for free. So if you feel like giving Kajabi a try, I have a link in the show notes for a free 28-day trial. If you go to their website without my link, you only get 14 days. With me, you're going to get 28 days, so it's a whole month to try it out. So anyways, I didn't even have that in the notes, but I feel like I need to tell you that because I'm running a business and if I'm going to talk about loving money and giving you permission to do the same, well, then I got to... <laughs> live by that too and do the same. So anyways, um, if you consider using one of my links, I really appreciate it and thank you so much because it helps me do what I do and serve you guys. Okay, so I hope that so far this has been helpful. I know that was a lot. Maybe Or maybe some of you guys are like, yeah, I already knew that. But I think it's important to make that difference, the distinction between the basics of business and the difference of scaling it and both from a marketing and a service perspective. I wish I'd known that and I wish I'd known not to do all the things. <laughs> okay, let's keep going with the mistakes that I made and things that I wish I'd known. Um, here's a mistake I made. I did not know what was going on with my money for a long time and I still bounce in and out of it. QuickBooks really helps me and I'll drop a link below. Um, I believe I actually have a promo code for QuickBooks. I will find out. It'll be in the show notes. But um, this has been was super helpful, I will say from the beginning. But we outsourced almost right away our bookkeeping and our accounting because I tried to do it for about you know two months and it was a disaster. <laughs> In the last year and a bit, we've actually taken it back because we didn't really know what was going on. We didn't have a lens on our business. And honestly, it was just become a a giant mess because we would just procrastinate everything, not touch it. And then at the end of the year, try and figure it all out. It was a mess. So anyways, we've taken back the bookkeeping. To be clear, we have not taken back the accounting because even though I have a double major in accounting and finance, I will never do the accounting again. I really think this is something to just outsource and do it well. I have a great accountant. Shout out to Phil. I'll put a link to Phil in the uh, in the show notes too. Um, when you have a good accountant, it really makes a big difference. So I would say that. I didn't add this in here, but I would say that's uh, something I did right was getting an accountant from the beginning. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's something else I wish I had known. That there is no overnight success. Ugh, I mean, can I just tell you guys the truth? I thought I was going to be the exception. <laughs> don't we all though? Like, don't we all think we're going to be the exception? It looked to me, and I know this now from life, but at the time, I thought all these people had been coming out of nowhere. You know, the the Sunny Leonard Doozies, the Amy Porterfields, the Rachel Hollises, um, Brenda Burchard, all these people. By the way, these are the gurus in my industry. I'm sure in your industry, there are some similar ones too. It looks like all these people come out of nowhere and they're overnight successes. But when you actually dig deep, the truth is that most people have been doing their businesses for years. Statistics show that the average business takes two to five years to be profitable, at least. Now, some online businesses can definitely be less because there's less overhead, but some businesses will take a lot longer. I thought mine would be less, but it's taking me longer than I thought. And I talked about all the reasons why I think in the beginning of this episode, and I'm okay with that. 
it's hard. It's hard not to compare. But I have to remember that most people have take, been in their business for a long time. At this point, I've never pulled money out. I've reinvested everything. And last year, I finally broke even. And this year, I hope to do a little bit better than that. Also, I've had a baby. And while in my head, I think, okay, I should be able to create a multiple six or seven figure business while being a full-time mom, I just don't think that's possible for me without having better support. And right now, I don't. Your goal is going to take time. Marie Forleo, who's someone I respect in business, she's been in business for 20 years. So yeah, it took her 20 years to get to a seven-figure business. Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the author of Eat, Pray, Love, she wrote for 10 years before she made a single dime on her books and took her 20 years of writing before she didn't need side jobs. 20 years. Okay, so basically expect another episode of this in 16 years when I tell you her role in it. Rachel Hollis wrote, has written, she's now a number one New York Times bestseller, but it wasn't until her sixth book that made the list. So she wrote five books that were not New York Times bestsellers. I really believe that success in any area, especially growing a business, it takes time. And I think I did not give myself that, that grace, that permission. I didn't understand this. And now that you know it, I hope it allows you to give yourself faith and grace and permission to take the time it takes. All right, I know I've kind of harped on this, but I have to say it. It's a mistake. This is a mistake that I made trying to do all the things. I tried to create freebies, workshops, YouTube, journals, courses. Uh, You guys, I have so many ideas. And some of the things I literally have like 80% or 100% created that have never seen the light of day. I also, in the beginning, joined doTERRA, Essential Oils, and I love their products. And I really thought I could do great things and I had some initial success, but I just don't have time to do all of the things. And I've learned the hard, hard way that focus really makes a difference. When I didn't focus, I didn't make money. And I worked all the time. Like there was nothing worse than that, working all the time and still not making money. I was simply trying to do too many things, trying to grow too many things. Think about the people in your life that are successful. Most of them are successful because they focused on one thing. And maybe you're thinking about the people that are like, yeah, but they're a marathon runner and they've grown three successful businesses and they have a family and on the, they're on this board. Those people aren't 25. Those people aren't even 35. Chances are those people are 45 or 55 or older. It takes time. And if you look and break it down, most of the people did not do all those things at once. Your life is a marathon, not a sprint. My goodness, I wish I had that tattooed on my forehead four years ago. Since then, (laughs) I've gotten a lot better. I definitely cheat once in a while because I'm not perfect and this is something I have to get better at. But this year, I told myself I'm not going to create any new products besides Golden Girl, Planner, and Journal, which will be coming at some point when we get childcare, I hope. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing that I've learned. If you're always trying to do new things, you never get to figure out what actually works and tweak it and scale up on that thing. You're always just recreating, 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 and it makes it very difficult to get success in any area and make money. One of the other mistakes that I made is getting overwhelmed with technology. Like I said, my first freebie took me forever. My first landing pages took me months to create and I had no idea how to integrate everything. As much as you can, if you're doing an online business at all like me, get an all-in-one software because it will save your butt from having to figure out how to get one piece to talk to the other piece, talk to the other piece because that's not why you're in business. You're not in business to be your own IT department, although you will be. You're in business to make a difference. So use technology to help make it easier for you and make that investment as instead of trying to do like I did and trying to like make all the things touch each other, talk to each other when they're not meant to. This goes back to another another mistake, which was not outsourcing fast enough, especially when I had Sonoma. I should have done this probably when I was pregnant. I thought that I had to make a certain amount of money before I started outsourcing, but I also became my own bottleneck and I'm still a bottleneck in my business and I'm working on fixing this. I recognize that this is a gap for me. Here's the thing. I have incredible parents. My parents moved to Canada. They're immigrants from Croatia and they worked their butts off. They worked so hard, you guys. They are like the classic immigrant work story. And because of that, I have an amazing work ethic. I am super resourceful. I can figure anything out and I will work darn hard. (laughs) But my strength is also a weakness because I try to do too many things myself and I work too hard sometimes. I want to just give you like peel back some layers here. You might be surprised to hear this, but I am like, I'm sure that Troy and I were millionaires before we ever hired anyone to help clean our house. Even as multimillionaires, we usually clean our own house. 
There was some good things in being frugal, for sure. You know, we've been able to save up the money and invest and do good things. But there's also some bad things. And I know in my business, this hasn't served me. I've been stuck in the weeds a lot more than I should be. And I'm a work in progress. I will also say this. I What I tried to do was learn everything first and then outsource it. But the problem is, is that I tried to learn everything and then do it and then learn the next thing. And I haven't actually been able to do anything like that well that it was able – to then free me up to be able to hire someone. It's just, it didn't work. There's probably some times where this was a good thing. I think it probably comes down to the problem that I couldn't focus. And so I tried to learn how to build an email list, how to create courses, to learn podcasts, to learn memberships and social media and YouTube and public relations. And while it's great to invest, and I'll talk about this more because holy crap, the amount of time it takes you to learn something and then execute it. You gotta, you gotta learn. You gotta invest there. Um, but I really, I've become a bottleneck in my business, and I'm working so hard and intentionally to remove myself. Even if I was the expert in all of it, which I've basically been trying to make myself do that, it is not possible for me to do all I want and need in my business and still do the things that I'm the best at, like speaking and coaching and working the magic that I have with you guys. So basically, outsource, outsource, outsource. I've been growing my team and doing this for about eight months on and off. And where I started, I want to share this because I I think I thought I had to hit a certain revenue number or have more clarity. And honestly, like the best thing I did was just start because I learned so much. And automatically, just hiring made me level up and got me more accountable and got me more consistent. I started with interns and it's a program called Acadium and I'll link to it below. It is amazing. So it links you with people that are looking for digital marketing internships. So very specific to digital marketing. Um, basically how it works is you pay about $300 for the internship to the platform and the interns work in your business for free up to 10 hours a week for three months. Now, this is not like having a virtual assistant. This is not like having a regular employee. This is definitely an internship. I often train them. I give them courses to take. I mentor them. And I really care about each and every one of my interns. And I love them. And I got to tell you guys, yes, there's an investment in me spending time with them, maybe an hour a week. But then I get like nine to 10 hours of them helping me. And each one has been amazing and I love hiring from that program. I'm about to hire another. So I truly think they're amazing. Um, Can't say enough good things about Acadium. And if you're interested as an entrepreneur, I have a link below in the show notes for you. And if you're interested in as as a student, make sure you check that out too because I know a lot of people have started their businesses this way. Maybe you want to be a virtual assistant or maybe you want to do social media or public relations. A great way to do this is to get an internship where you get free training. You get to play in someone else's business. You get to make mistakes in someone else's business instead of your own. I'm also have been hiring from my intern pool because they're amazing. They already know my business. So it's so great. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted to share that and talk about that. I also want to need to give a shout out. So Acadium has been wonderful. Um, AKVA, Ashley KVA is one of my good, dear friends, and she runs an incredible virtual assistant business that works with top entrepreneurs all around the world. She's awesome, you guys. I'm going to link to her below. And same thing with Ashley Harrison. She's worked in my business. She's helping me with this podcast, and she's so unbelievable. Um, so I need to give them both a shout out if you guys are looking for great support in your business. I Both the Ashleys. How's that? Um and I never hesitate to recommend either of the Ashleys. If you want to just get started, guys, try an intern and see how that goes. Obviously, you want to, like any hiring, do some screening. But I've now had four and they've all been mind-blowing, incredible humans. And I, I love them so much. So if you guys are listening and one of my interns, you are amazing. Okay. Last thing I did. That's a mistake. Um, and I wish I'd known this, that I was going to get in my own way so many times. I And I still do this. You know, I was scared to announce my plans to start a business. I was scared, and I still am sometimes, of inviting people to join something because I'm afraid of rejection. I have learned so much about myself that I am afraid of not being liked, and sometimes I let my potential clients – I'm be- better at this, but let me say this – but I've let people get stuck in their heads and their excuses, saying they it's not the right time or they can't afford it, instead of really encouraging them and challenging them and inviting them to step into who they're meant to be. I've gotten stuck in perfectionism and excuses like, I don't have time – I procrastinate. I still do these things sometimes. I have to catch myself. But here's what I wish I'd known, that getting that I was going to get in my own way and that that will never go away. So if you – I'm sharing this to say, if you still get in your own way, you're not alone. And I don't think that it ever goes away. I think we just get stronger and we get more resilient. We learn and we inspire ourselves. All right. That's 
That's a lot of mistakes, right? I told you guys. And that's probably just scratching the surface. Now let's talk about some of the good things that I did. I continued and continue to invest in coaching. The real product of my business is the transformation in the lives of the women that I'm impacting. And for me, that comes through me and my personal growth. I, by me, not just being a coach, but by being coached, I'm stronger. I'm more aware. I'm more patient, grounded, brave, open, smart, everything. And I'm never done growing and learning. And I, I then, and it gives me so much more wisdom to share with my clients, my content. Everything gets better because I'm working on myself. I really believe that my clients appreciate this too because I know I'm doing the work. I am in the trenches with them. I'm not just saying, you need a coach. I'm perfect over here. Like, no, I'm figuring this out. And I believe too, it's, for me, one of my values is around having integrity and doing what I say I will do. And so for me, like, even if I, well, I guess now you know this, but like, even if only I know that I'm being coached because I believe in coaching, that gives me the integrity to say to somebody, man, coaching can change your life because I know it's changed mine. So along that same line, one of the things that I did really well, and I know I would wholeheartedly continue to do this, is to invest in my learning. And let me say this with this caveat. Maybe it doesn't have to be you. Maybe it could be someone on your team. Let's get real here. Everything you want to learn is online right now for free. You knew that. Podcasts, YouTube, books at the library. Everything you want to learn is out there for free. The problem is, is that it can be super overwhelming and it's hard to know who to learn from, whose advice to take, what to listen to, and who not to. I've invested in learning from people who can shorten my timeline and prevent me from making mistakes. So I'll talk with you guys a little bit about some of my teachers. But I also want to mention this. It can be easy to think, um, why would I pay for something if I can find it for free? I'm going to tell you this also if you're somebody who you're an expert and you know something, but you've maybe thought, oh, but I can never teach it. I can never teach this or I can never charge for it because it's online for free. Here is why I have spent thousands of dollars learning something that I can learn online for free. And listen to me, this is why someone else will pay you thousands of dollars to learn something that they can learn online for free or somewhere in the world. This is why people will buy from you and will buy your course or your content or your membership or your your book. It is for these reasons. Number one, to, and this is why you should do it too, why you should be investing, is to avoid the overwhelm. There is so much out there, often it's hard to know where to start. Number two, for accuracy. When there's so much out there, it's hard to know what's correct and what's not, what's out of date, what's who's skeezy, it's hard to know. Number three, it's the, there to save you time because not me, not you, we don't have time for sorting through all of the free crap out there. Number four, I've invested and I've spent a ton of money learning from structure because I want to know what to do, when to do it, and in what order. That makes things a lot easier for me. Number five, personality. You guys, we all want to learn from somebody we love, right? We all want to learn from someone that we laugh with or resonate with or that has the same similar story to us or a totally different story. I want to learn from people that I really trust. And so that's why I pay them money because I love them. And number six, it's to get results because when I pay, I pay attention. When you pay, you pay attention. Now, this is one of the things I love this podcast, but sometimes it also makes me really sad because I think you're going to hear this and may or may not take something away from this. So that's not one of the reasons why I encourage you to invest. It doesn't have to be with me. It could be with anybody and something you want to learn, somewhere you want to grow because when you invest, when you pay, you pay attention. You get some skin in the game and that's that works for me and I know it'll work for you too. So I just want to share a couple of courses that have helped me in my business that could help you too. So Lindsay has a couple different uh, academies. Her Irresistible Entrepreneurs Academy is a great one that teaches you how to build a real business. And she's had a ton of fabulous results and clients. And remember, she's Golden Girls Podcast episode number 10. And I've linked to her below because she's amazing. I want to start calling her like our resident expert here because she's so great. Um, so the another course, and I've taken quite a few, so I'm just like talking about the best ones. So Tribe. Tribe, Tribe. Tribe is awesome. Tribe is how I learned to create a membership and grow it. Now, Tribe is only run once a year. It's run by Stu McLaren, who is an absolute guru, and I'll talk about him more in a minute. Um, But it's coming up really, really, really soon. So I'll talk about it more in a second. Now, somebody else that I trust and love is Amy Porterfield. And I've taken her course, Digital Course Academy, and I've had friends take her List Builders Lab um, and absolutely love it. And she's someone that if you want to learn how to build an email list or course, I would wholeheartedly recommend her because she's just wonderful. And I've gone to meet her in person now three times in the last uh, year. And she's just awesome. She's brilliant. Um, Good heart, good soul, good information. 
She's trustworthy. Love you, Amy, if you're listening. <laughs> um, all right. So here's something else I'm so glad I did. And this kind of ties to what I said. I In the beginning, I just built myself a job and not a business. When I created something scalable, everything changed. And for me, this was my membership. And my membership is Golden Girls Community. Now, why do I love it? Let me count the ways. There are so many. I love the connection. I love, I truly love working with people and having a community has allowed me to work with more. And that is such a gift. Like I love them. When we have conversations, when we hop on our mastermind calls, when we hop on our get S-H-I-T, I'm so, oh man, I, <laughs> I'm so careful about the swearing. When we hop on any of our things, when they, they ask me questions in our lives, when we connect in our Facebook group, you guys, I learn so much from them. It gives me an idea for content. It gives me ideas on how I can serve them better. Like I need to say this, I should be paying them. Full stop. They're amazing. So that's why I love it. I love the recurring revenue. It gives me this incredible stability in my business. It helps me get off the hamster wheel of always needing more clients, which gives me less stress and more time actually doing the work that I love and serving them. I learned so much and I I'm, I truly just got it started last year and then we're building it together. I take their feedback and it's so super helpful. It's also scalable and I created it in a way that it's going to work when, when, even when we have a thousand and thousands of members, which is totally my dream. So my mentor to do this, and I started this with a not a lot of time with a pretty small list or social media following, um, my mentor is Stu McLaren and he's hosting a workshop like this week and the week of April and end of April. He only does it once a year. It's free information. If you're curious on this, like no pressure guys, but if you want to learn more, Take his free training and I'll link to it below. I was worried that I didn't have enough people to follow me. I was worried I'd always be on a hamster wheel. I didn't know what to include in my membership. I didn't know um, (laughs) what to do. But uh, I'm an example of somebody who had a relatively small list and following and had over 20 paying members within a few days of opening registration. Within uh, less than a month, I tripled my investment in the course, which is pretty incredible for any investment. Now, I'm still learning. I'm still growing a year later. There's been some ups. There's been some downs. I'm figuring it out. And But Stu counts me and a, like so many other success stories. Brandy is one of my fellow tribe alumni and she's actually created a six-figure business in a year with a list of only 400 people and less than 1,000 social media followers. She has 250 members and she teaches people how to scale their businesses without growing their teams. So that's Brandy's just one example um, of somebody who's done a really amazing job and I totally respect what she's created and think it's amazing. So it is possible. Stu has also worked with big names like Michael Hyatt, Jasmine Starr, Carrie Green. But honestly, I think hearing the stories of maybe people like me or like Brandy, um, I think it's just so great to hear that regular people can do it too. We don't have to be famous. Um, Michael Kirkpatrick is an example, another tribe alumni and one of my tribe friends. He teaches other farmers how to create farms. Um, Anna DeGilio was a teacher for 23 years and then now has a membership to help other second grade teachers. So like – I guess I'm, I wanted to share these stories because I think there's so many different ways of creating businesses. I wanted to just give you some ideas. And if you've ever thought about trying out a membership, I can't say enough good things about it. So check out Stu's free workshop series. If you're listening to this after the window has already closed, just hop on the wait list anyways, you guys, because you'll know you'll be the first to know for next year. And trust me, it is the best training I've ever found. The Tribe Experience is called the Tribe Experience for a reason. It is incredible. I learned so much as an entrepreneur, as a membership site owner, and just as as a human to see how Stu conducts his business and how his team takes care of his people. Okay, that's enough about that. Um, Here is some more things that I wish I'd known. Don't be afraid to pivot and always, always, always go back to what your customers want. And here's an example of me doing that, which was starting a podcast. Now, let me say this. First of all, I love the podcast and that's like the number one thing. I get the biggest joy when you guys tell me that you love an episode, when you share it on social media, when you leave a review, when you DM me or when I meet you in person and you say, oh, I did this, tried this thing. It makes my whole week and I just want to weep right now. (laughs) It's also such a great way to share content and I'm a speaker and a talker, clearly you could tell, so it's a great fit for me. It's a ton of fun having this platform too where I can feature people I love. And I haven't done that as much of that as I want to, but I will, trust me. Now, where I want to talk about this is the pivoting. So I had a blog and when I started with my blog, it did really well. And then it started to slow down. Last year in 2019, I was awarded one of Vancouver's top mom bloggers. And unfortunately, right around the same time, I had an epiphany that I needed to change my blog. 
what I did is I pulled my people, people like you guys, and you said you'd prefer to have a podcast over YouTube. So here we are. <laughs> so there's two things here. Number one, I adapted. Even though my ego was like, oh, you were just voted a top blogger and now you're going to change? Yep, I did. And number two, instead of trying to analyze what should I do, what's the best way to do it, I just asked. And I think that's the real win here. Um, and I got to say this too about something like the podcast, just like real quickly here. It's I'm creating content that is always going to be available. And I use some of this in my Golden Girls community program. I use this when my clients are stuck. I direct them to it. When I meet people and they have a question that I know I can help them with, I can send them to an episode. It's always getting more downloads. There's always so much more mileage to a podcast than there is a social media post. So I just need to say this. I think YouTube is also very similar. But for me right now, the podcast is perfect. And I love you guys. So thank you so much for listening. All right, what else has worked? Going back to basics, having a really great product or service or both. I really believe in Golden Girls Community and Golden Girls Mastermind. I don't need to have a ton of courses and products out there. I just need to do the one or two that I have really well. And that frees up so much time for serving the people that are right in front of me. For so long, I focused on and thought about and obsessed about more, 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 more people on my list, more followers, more people on my social media, more, more, more. And then I changed it up and I just thought about, okay, Look at who I already have and focus on them. That's why a couple weeks ago, I spent six hours writing personal cards and sending gifts to each and every one of my clients, even though that was over half of my work time for the whole week. And yeah, that's not a revenue generating activity and that wasn't going to get me more, but I care and I want people to know that. And I think the way to build a business and grow a business with a heart is to show up for people that are already there and also Word of mouth matters so much. And so I got to take care of the people that are there in front of me. I got to love them and work for them before I go any further. One more thing about basics, and this is something I'm getting better at and will always be getting better at, is just asking for the sale, pitching, inviting, sending a proposal, doing the work that makes money, you guys. Like this is what the basics are. Have a great product or service. Focus on the people that are already in front of you and ask for the sale. All right, last couple things here. Um, in terms of using my, my my business here, one something that I've learned that has worked really well for me is that my business is a catalyst for my personal growth. That everything that I stumble upon that's a challenge, it's just a chance for me to get better. It's a chance for me to learn and improve. And as I do that, I get better in my business too. It's like it comes full circle. It always gets better. But if I think that I don't know enough or I'm not strong enough, then I'm right. And so I have to look at those challenges and opportunities to grow myself, to get better. And like I said, I think near the beginning, it's like having a baby. It is the best personal growth ever, you guys. You will always be learning. And so on, when times that my business isn't working for me or I'm frustrated, I always just look at it as saying, what am I here to learn? What is this here to teach me? How can I grow in this? What am, what am I going to, how am I going to be a better person because of this? And there's always a reason. Um, I view my business in a lot of ways as, a, as an extra coach. Like how can I grow into this? How can I make this easier or more joyful? Where am I getting in my own way? These are the things I would encourage you guys to, if you can look at any challenges in your business or your business in general as your coach, as a catalyst for personal growth, it's going to be so powerful, not just for you, but then for your business. All right. Let's talk about a few of the tools. So quickly, let me say this. I choose products in a couple different ways. I want what's easy for my customers. I want what's easy for me. That like not a steep learning curve. That's why I didn't go with WordPress. And I love value. So you guys know that I love you and I truly value. And I mentioned this up top or up top or like near the beginning, but I want to say that some of the products that I share, not all of them, but some of them, I am an affiliate for, which means I might get a commission if you purchase through my link. And I share this because I want to be in integrity with you. But I also want you to know this. My, one of my rules is that I will never share anything if I don't actually believe in it. And so that's why with every single episode, I give you guys free, valuable content that I hope helps. I take every partnership so seriously and I only recommend the best of the best. I also encourage you to find a way to make money in your world. And I invite you to consider looking at your life and seeing where your loving and genuine recommendations can help get you paid too. That's a fun way that anybody can make money right away. Now, I have created a page and it's a work in progress, so, you know, bear with me here, but there, I basically put together all my favorite resources on a page 
called Business Besties. So it's lisamichaud.com forward slash bizbesties. And the link is in the show notes. I'm going to be updating this and giving you guys all my favorite tools and what I think can help you guys in your business. And again, if you decide to use any of those links, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it so much. It doesn't cost you anything more, by the way. It doesn't cost you anything. It just gives a little something back to me to help me keep creating this content for you. So on the topic of money, if you are curious about how I make money, because I know my parents probably want to know this too, (laughs) here's what I did when I started. When I started, I made money through one-on-one coaching uh, and speaking. And that was that was all in the very beginning. But then shortly after that, I added doTERRA, I added Golden Girls Mastermind, and I had a lot of half-baked ideas like little courses and YouTube channel and all these things that never saw the light of day. Fast forward, there's more things now, but they're also a lot more focused and a lot simpler. So here are my revenue streams now. There's still private one-on-one coaching, but I really only take about two clients a year, so it's pretty limited. I also do speaking. So keynotes and workshops right now, that's also pretty limited with COVID-19, but I hope that that's going to pick up again because it's truly like the best thing ever. I run Golden Girls Mastermind one time a year. It's a four-month program and I do it once a year. And I have Golden Girls Community. That's run year-round with monthly recurring revenue. That's pretty much it for the things that I have to create or deliver. Now, I still have my doTERRA link. I don't really push it. I don't really make a lot of money on it. I don't, it's not a priority, but I genuinely do love the products. And so if somebody wants to buy from me, I appreciate it. And I, you know, always will share the link if someone asks, but it's not something that I put any real attention into. That's just the truth. I also have a few strategic affiliates that I partner with. So Tribe is one of those things that I really believe in. Um, Kajabi is another that I really believe in. And I have a few others that like Riversol, the, um, the beauty products that I really love, the skincare, like those are things that I love and I go with it. Now in our household, just to give you like a bigger picture, we also make money with Troy's work. We make money in our real estate investments. We now have 22 doors and we have a lot of stock investments. So we have registered and non-registered. A lot of it is ETFs. Troy plays a little bit with the market, but honestly, not, not so much. So that gives you an idea. We have lots of different things going on. It's something that I know, um, I, I've read this a lot and I know a lot of you guys have heard this too, so you might be curious, but like the more revenue streams you have, the, the better, but you have to build them in increments. We didn't do all of this in a year. We spent a couple years figuring out how to invest the right way. We've spent 10 years growing our real estate portfolio. Um, it's taken me four years to build these couple things in my business and now it's really just starting to, to chug along. So don't feel like you need to do it all right now. Uh, in the future, hopefully we're going to do a live event at some point. I would love to do some courses at some point in the future, maybe retreats. Um, Golden Girls Planner and Journal will come along. And I recently trademarked Golden Girls. Yeah, so some products might be coming along like mugs and t-shirts and all that. But I'm not doing that this year. I'm not. I'm first I'm going to do really well and focus on the things that I'm already doing and get better at that before I add more on. Okay. Oh, one last thing I forgot to say is that all these tools, the things that I've said are really super helpful for me from scheduling to emails to social media, everything, that Biz Besties page, go there. And I'll also create a PDF that you can download and you can either save it or print it out and it will save you a ton of time. And remember, I love value, which doesn't mean it's the cheapest. It means like, is this going to help me the most? Is it going to be easy for me to learn? And is it going to be great for my customer? That's what I think about. Um, so check out lisamishow.com forward slash Biz Besties to check out some some products there uh, and tools that might help you out too. Okay, so with all of this being said, what you need to know about what matters. It's so easy, guys. It is so easy to get sucked into this world of online business, of social media, of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, landing pages, podcasts, SEO, YouTube, funnels, etc. And here's what I have to say. Focus on two things, on generating revenue and getting your clients amazing results and sharing them. That is what matters. For yourself, what matters is you and your mindset. For years, I didn't start. I went to business school, but I still told myself I wasn't ready. I didn't have the right idea. It wasn't the right time. Then I had a job. I had a mortgage. Then we had two mortgages. And I had a stable job. It literally took a health scare for me to really get my wheels turning. And even then, I thought, well, maybe I should wait till my kids grow up. And I didn't even have kids. You guys... So many times we talk ourselves out of what we really want. And this falls into the category of what has helped me. I got started. 
I got started in my business. I got started with my membership and I just kept going. Every single day I have excuses. I have reasons not to start. I had reasons not to start in the beginning and I have reasons not to continue. There was laundry to be done every day. Sometimes it's sunny outside. I want to be outside. I got pregnant. I had a miscarriage. I got pregnant again and then I had a baby. It's hard. I'm tired. Now, not all these are excuses. Being pregnant seriously kicked my butt both times. If I never did laundry, it would become a problem. I also need sunshine. I need to enjoy my life too. I want to enjoy my life. I love my daughter and in the grand scheme of life, she definitely comes before anything else and I know this is such a short season. So they're not all excuses, but at the same time, I still have to balance it out and figure out what, how can I get going? How can I keep going? And how can I stay consistent? If you have a business in your heart or if you've started, that's what counts. Keep going, even if it's hard, even if it's not going as fast as you thought. What matters so much more than the tools, the funnels, and the exact model and the strategies? Mindset. Jay-Z says, the genius thing we did was we didn't give up. Seriously, Jay-Z, no wonder you're so successful. Here's the reality. Nobody knows the answer. The business world, just like real life, throws curveballs. I know some people who started off their business as a passion and it went broke. And other people that started because they wanted to make money and they're hugely successful. I know some people who started for the money and have lost it all. It's not about the strategy. It's your mindset. It's your attitude. It's your tenacity, your resilience, your courage, and your, most of all, your ability to respond and serve your people. I hope hearing my experience in your business has gotten you excited for whatever stage you're at. If you're just getting started, yes, go, go have fun and enjoy it. It's such an amazing ride. And if you're ready to scale, I hope some of the things I shared help you out too. Either way, I hope that you learned a few things about the mistakes I've made and the things that have really helped me be successful. This journey isn't done. I know I have a lot more years of business and revenue and income stream building to come. But as of right now, these are the things I wish I'd known when I first started. Remember, I've listed all the resources in the show notes and on my special Biz Besties page just for you. But forget about all that and just listen to me right now, right here. You have everything you need right inside of you. You will stretch. You will fail. You will make mistakes. It will feel overwhelming. You will want to quit. These are all things that I should have told myself four years ago and I wish I had known. But here's the thing. That is the process. This is what business is. The resources, my suggestions, the tools, the gurus, the experts, sure, they're helpful. But ultimately, it's you that will make your business successful. You have all the answers inside of you right now. You are strong enough. You are wise enough. You are courageous enough, brave enough, and smart enough. There is only one you and you're more amazing than you know. You are the driver. Golden Girl, go enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.